Oh my goodness. I've had the microphone backwards the entire time. Um, this will only be our secret. Um, and maybe 4,000 people as I put this in the pre-show. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad we figured this out. Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What are you drinking? I'm not too bad, thank you. I am drinking a parrot dog pilsner. It's a, a pandemonium. It's a really nice pilsner. Um, I got this uh, delivered during lockdown. So um, the local brewery, luckily, is an essential business. So um, they shipped me beer overnight. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, I am very privileged. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for Kiwis in Wellington in particular, um, Paradog hmm. deliver overnight. That's cool. What uh, are you drinking, Todd? Uh, I just have a, a very simple black coffee. Uh, I think it's Pete's coffee. Um, you know, gets the job done. But uh, so you can do alcohol delivery or yeah. shipping? I don't think we can do that here. It's really? different. Like, oh, state by state, it's like, it's all over the place. Uh, I think we can get it delivered with uh, your groceries. <clears throat> so if you have, uh, you know, your regular groceries delivered, they can bring alcohol. But I don't think they can ship it in the mail. Hmm. I don't know. There's some very strange rules about shipping alcohol. No. My, my wife once shipped uh, a bunch of wine to her sister and it all broke in the mail. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister-in-law got this letter from the post office that was like, you have a hazardous material at the post office that you need to come pick up. <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. Yeah. You're not allowed to ship alcohol. In the, I in mean, the post, postal service. I wonder if it has anything to do with the um, prohibition or what was it called? Yeah, well, I think the age regulation, because you could just ship it to, you know, you could ship it to some kid, right? They'd have no idea. So that's probably why. I mean, when I bought it online, I, I ticked a checkbox that said, I, this is for myself. And I was born in, you know, whatever wow. year I was born. And just just to check bags, that's all? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but this, then again, though, I don't know if you, you surely you know, um, the Commonwealth countries, uh, tampering with mail or stealing mail or, you know, doing dodgy stuff with the postal service is a criminal offense. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you don't, you just don't do that in the Commonwealth. And I think it's not just New Zealand, but like, I haven't had mail stolen or, like, I watched the, funny or dodgy videos from uh you know amazon deliveries being stolen from yeah. u.s properties like <laughs> hells yeah. no like that doesn't i well, i have not heard of stories like that from uh from around here so that's different than the postal that's different than our mail right uh -huh. so yeah like the yeah, usps so like is the, different is it yeah the usps okay. is uh is our like federal service but they're actually a very complicated thing. They're a government service, but they're not funded by the government. Yeah, but I'm yeah, familiar if with you that. Steal, I don't know why, but whatever. Uh, if you steal from them, yeah, like there's a whole federal thing. But like Amazon delivery or you know FedEx or UPS, like that's not government. Those are like private or public businesses. I see. So okay. I mean, it's still stealing, but I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's the same thing as from the postal. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe it's the but same in New Zealand Amazon, too, Amazon's no longer doing their own delivery. Did you have that? Did, did you have Amazon delivery there? Uh, no. Like their own delivery service? So we have it here. I see once in a while they, their trucks uh, delivering stuff, but they've scaled that back uh, in the US or at least around here. They're now going back to um, UPS and FedEx and post office to deliver. They were starting to roll out their own, like, their own delivery service. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, I think maybe just the, I don't know. The COVID, I, COVID times. I would have thought they wanted control over over the entire yeah. distribution channel, but you know, I think I that's mean, they, why they were doing that is to be able to to you know have more reliable 
delivery times. Should we should we move on to some follow up? Um, sure. You know, I uh, every five episodes or so we publish like a, a world map of like how how we're spreading. <laughs> Not the right time to talk about spreading around the world, but oh well. Um, we are now we now have it's safe. Yeah, we now we now have good, listeners good in seventy four countries around the world. It's just mad. And I was adding up statistics from our several hosting providers we've had so far, and we've passed 4,000 folk. And that's just, it's just mad to me. In 15 episodes, we, we started mm-hmm. less than a year ago. And um, yeah, we, I don't know, like, we somehow managed to, um, um, I don't know, do um, an episode a month thereabouts, or maybe uh, 1.5. <laughs> And it's been, we've been doing it for fun, but I didn't, I did not expect, I honestly did not expect to have, um, so many people from so many different parts of the world tuning in. So I am very impressed and very grateful. So thank you very much to, um, everyone who's listening to us, particularly if they're not in the States or in New Zealand. Like if you, if you're a Kiwi or a, is there a, a name for Americans? Uh, there's like, a lot of names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a Kiwi equivalent, but for Americans. Um, uh, I mean, I, yeah. Okay. I, um, I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe other people call us things that we don't know. But <laughs> well, if you're one of those, or if you're a New Zealander, American, thank you. But if you're yeah. different, even more, thank you. Like it's outstanding. So, um, Kira, and thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and I also need to pass some more thanks to, um, Everyone who messaged me after the um, after the last episode, um, not everyone was aware about my career move, and I'm super grateful for all the nice words uh, and messages that I received. Um, thank you all. You know who you are. Cool. Should we um, should we move on to some uh, our now usual security slash privacy segment? Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Uh, yeah. I was really keen to talk to you, Todd, about um, this whole COVID-19 tracking, contact tracing, um, mm-hmm. um, technical kind of um, challenge. Because um, pro- up until like a week or so ago, there was one, one good idea or one, one concept that the Singaporean yeah. government had pushed out there called Trace Together. That in the meantime they have actually properly open source, and we'll put links in the um, in the show notes, which will be at keepintouchfm slash sixteen. So keepintouch.fm slash sixteen. But since then, Apple and Google announced something pretty unprecedented. Like I have not heard of Apple and Google kind of come together to um, to do something yeah. like this at pretty much hardware stack. And you're the Bluetooth developer here, so I might put you on the spot <laughs> or throw you under the bus Uh-oh. and go like, what is happening here? Apple and Google doing like BTLE communication and sharing of IDs and APIs and awesomeness. Like what, what's this whole thing? Yeah. Uh, you want me to explain the whole thing? So, uh, if you want. Oh, oh boy. Uh, so, my understanding uh, is that uh, Apple, <clears throat> excuse me, Apple and Google um, are building into their platforms the necessary APIs for these apps to exist um, that will uh, allow the contract contact tracing to be done easier. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, your phone, most people's phone, uh, has Bluetooth powered on all the time or, you know, your watch or your headphones or whatever accessory. Uh, so, you know, that, that signal, that, uh, that, that, um, signal is emitting from your phone pretty much all the time. And, uh, what their idea is, you know, is when two phones are near each other for, I think it's five minutes. Um, then they like record that instance that, you know, you and I were in the same place for five minutes together. Um, and then, uh, and you and I don't need to know each other, right? Like we could be sitting next to each other on the bus, for example. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And, um, the, you know, the, uh, the big underlying thing here is privacy 
and being able to make sure that, you know, that I don't know that it was you sitting next to me on the bus, but that I know that I was near somebody, you know, that I know that, uh, at some point last week on Thursday, you know, I was near this infected person. So it's, uh, it's a great idea. I think, um, it's a little late, unfortunately, because the, the development and rollout is just going to take time. Um, but, but the other thing that I've heard is that, you know, they're only doing the, the platform APIs, uh, built into the, the, the phones, um, but not actually the apps that report back. Those are going to be coming from other health departments or other companies. I'm not really sure who's developing the apps, but it seems like, yeah, go ahead. So I read about the um, the pitch, and it turns out that there's two phases, I believe. In the first phase, they will rely on app developers to pick up um, and use an API that Apple and Google are making available. And by the way, kudos to Google for putting it in um, in play services. So it means that older yeah. version Android phones, whatever, um, will will be able to uh, benefit uh, from this. Yeah. Um, and it will be way. governments and health, <laughs> yeah, governments and um, official applications, let's say, um, that will be consuming those APIs. And then by, I believe it was May, but I might be wrong, or in the next versions of um, iOS and Android, they will be building that into the operating systems themselves. So um, at that hmm. point, it will become even more um yeah ubiquitous but i don't believe the apis are available to anyone like any third-party developer unless they are associated with a government department Hmm. that'll be interesting to see so they'll have restricted apis that certain apps can use see i mean if they're rolling it out through play services they're they're allowed to install whatever they want on your phone which is scary so it's almost like why don't they just do the whole end-to-end you know, if you're going to do the the platform APIs through play services, why don't you also just distribute a new app? I think it's because well? it, like why th- rely on the third party? My, it's a good question, and I think it might have know. to do with the fact that if they distributed the apps, then they would have the data, and they are trying not to have the data, and instead enable oh, the government yeah. to get the data. Because then, because that's w- the other, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing is that like you know, these rotating IDs, it's like your identifier on your device is going to change every day or multiple times a day so that, um, you know, the, I guess the tracing is, um, I don't know, I want to say harder, but at some point, like in order for it to actually work, they have to know this device is connected to all these other random IDs, which is then connected to all these other people. So somewhere at some point, there's a record in a database of your phone, right? Like they have to be able to trace it back to an actual phone, which is synonymous with an individual for us, right? So like, even though it's private, I guess maybe, maybe that is why they want the other, uh, you know, health department or other governments to develop the app on top so that they hold the data instead yeah, of Google I believe, holding the data. I believe the privacy and security regulations around the world are very, very different. And coming yeah. up with a solution that suits everyone's needs is yeah. not impossible. This is what the yep. Singaporean government did with their blue trace or open trace is it's called now a solution. They basically built the tech stack to enable the handoff of like, hey, I bumped into you, you bumped into me. And mm-hmm. um, and then they uh, they enable people to you know f- literally fork that and build their own solutions. But I believe it's reliant on a phone number. I might be wrong. I had a mm. very quick squeeze, um, and it seems a bit more intrusive than what Apple and Google are doing, or more more less private. Let's say. I remember seeing that uh, maybe a week or two before this Apple Google thing came out and I was like, whoa, you know, I was like, that's never going to work here. That's way too invasive. Um, well, our, our government then, in New yeah. Zealand actually announced that they were going, they were looking at least at the Singaporean solution. So um, I personally found it to be 
pretty okay. Like, and you don't, unlike this, unlike the states, any you can't tell who I am from my phone number. Like, you don't need to give an ID when you buy a phone. You can go to the supermarket and just buy a SIM card off the shelf, and you know you're good to oh, go, like a like a burner. Yeah. And like, right. like I remember every time I bought well, a phone number in the states, I had to give passports and driver's licenses, yeah. and like, what's that madness? Yeah, like, it's just a phone number. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Um, I think there's probably yeah. fear of abuse, or I don't know. Um, oh, for sure. So um, that's what I'm afraid of. Right? Is robocalls? You know, everybody says, well, <laughs> yeah, robocalls. <laughs> uh, no, everybody says, you know, that you know, oh, it's safe and it won't be provided here, but. I don't know. You know, I, I've lost a lot of uh, trust, I guess, because like if there's a record somewhere, the rules, the laws, they can always change whether you know about them or not, you know? Um, so Yeah, and as Snowden said, as soon as you give some power or authority to a government, exactly. then you cannot take it back that easily. Uh, you have to be very judicious yep. about how much of your, you know... Um, own identity and access to your information you give to uh, to our government because before you know uh, yeah it's too late um and yep. look i know it, there's there's a lot of um there's a school of thought of like oh, you know you shouldn't have anything to hide and whatever don't go on the internet if you do and uh, stuff like that it just doesn't doesn't see right with me just because i don't have anything to hide that doesn't give anyone the right to look into my thing you know right. like it's just I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. I, I used to be, my view has shifted for sure. I've been, I used to be very much in that view of, you know, well, you're an upstanding citizen. Like, what do you have to hide? Doesn't really matter. But, you know, I don't know if it's just more exposure or age or I, something, but, you know, I've kind of shifted to like, well, that doesn't matter. Like, I should have my privacy to the this, conversations that I have with you. You know, I saw the headline, uh, you know, maybe shift topics a little bit about uh, Signal. You know, we use Signal to talk. Yes. And sure. there's uh, there's some efforts in the U.S. during, you know, during these times to put in more, uh, you know, regulation and backdoors into end-to-end encryption. And Signal came out, right? And they said... If this goes through, then we have to pull our apps from the U.S. Yes. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna bend on that, and we're not gonna be able to, to um, you know, to have our apps comply in the U.S. stores, yeah. comply in the stores, because we're not gonna comply with that. Yeah, and look, and it's scary. That's scary. Yeah, for the record, like I, I only use two communication channels that I trust. Let's say I use Signal. And that's a cross-platform worth iOS, Android, Mac, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I use iMessage and I probably should only use Signal. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. See, we, um, I don't know. Because like, Apple's great, but Apple's a US corporation. <laughs> uh, it's not just that though. Right? I think there's and, also the uh, iCloud backup thing that we talked about. Like I, I don't want to remember oh, to yeah. turn off iMessage backups and stuff like that. And look, yep. I send, I send photos of my kids i can send some photos today to my sister like i ultimately it's a person sitting in an office that is auditing data you know like or going through binary files stored on a server like i don't want anyone coming across pictures of my kids being silly yeah. in a bathtub you know with soap and bubbles and stuff it's just not their business yeah. and um yeah that's like the whole um the facebook content moderation they're relying much more on uh, automated and AI tools because their moderators are all home and they don't have a way. Did we talk about this last time? No, we did not talk about this now. They don't have a way of uh, having 10,000 people securely moderate content on Facebook. So there's just a lot of content not being moderated. But the, the point being that those people are viewing right? These random photos, it's stripped down. They don't have your name. They don't know where it came from, but they're just seeing a post, right? Of a kid in a bathtub. And, you know, now it's like, well, I don't want them to see that at all. Yeah, but look, when you are Melania Trump, they don't need to see what your name is. They know who you are, right? So they, I don't think that there's, there's, there's so many things that there's just wrong with people having to, um, 
I don't know, to know when the data is private and when it's not. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, privacy should be a human right, if you ask me. Like, there's no, there's no gray area, there's no middle ground. It's a human right. It's just anything yeah. that is about me should be, and that I own, that I produce, it should be mine unless I decide to share it with somebody. Um, in a, like, um, I need to be aware that I'm uh, I'm sharing with that entity. Yeah. Um, I yeah, agree. So, so that we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll bit, see. I guess. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see how this whole contact tra- tracing thing will uh, will will go. But I believe the UK already announced that they were going to to use it, and or Europe, the Euro- twenty seven European countries have announced that they were going to use it. So um, it's likely that it's going to um, take oh, really? off. Yeah. So. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, hmm. I think if, if anything, um, there will be a, a number of com- countries or companies or organizations they will choose not to, but it's, it's solving too many problems to be, um, uh, I don't know, um, ignored mm-hmm. also on the uh, subject of COVID-19, but in like more positive news. There was this Colombian person, I believe, that came up with a uh, Raspberry Pi powered ventilator. I don't know <laughs> if you saw the news, but that is brilliant. No. So apparently it's in tests cool. right now. And I was, it just warmed my heart. I was like, this is so beautiful. Like somebody took something that's yeah. super cheap, super affordable, highly available, and went and solved like the biggest problem in the world, right. pretty much, or in some of parts, some parts of the world, and has produced this uh, Raspberry Pi power ventilator that they are about to test for like five days, just running constantly, and wow. then they will just start, um, hopefully, um, mass producing. And uh, there will be a link in the show notes for sure. Um, That's cool. But it's just like it's so brilliant that somebody just like. Um, I believe they use like car parts and components to put it together oh, really? and stuff like that. It's just, it's just wonderful. It's just, to me, it's like way to go, Mr. Hacker or Mrs. Hacker. Uh, this is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. This oh, is wonderful. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That's pretty cool. Um, do you own a Raspberry Pi or two or five? Uh, I do. I own um, a really old one. I don't remember. It's like one of the first ones that came out. Um and it's been sitting in a drawer for a very long time. I uh, I had this project a very long time ago where uh, I was hooking into the um, the OBD port on a car. Yep, Do yep. you have those on yep. your cars? All cars from 1996 port? must have an OBD2 port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. I didn't know if that was only in the US or if that no, was it's all worldwide. Cars. Yeah. Yeah, so I had this project once where I was like hooking into that and then doing this Bluetooth thing over to your phone and, um, you know, looking at your data on your phone. And that was right around the time when, um, oh, what's, is it Automatic that the company? Yep. Big? Yeah. Yeah. Automatic was kind of coming out and uh, I was interested in that stuff. So um, somehow I had a Raspberry Pi component hooked into this and I had bought a Raspberry Pi and that was the only project I did. But, um, but no, I'm, I'm every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I should mess around with a Raspberry Pi and do X, Y, Z. And then, <laughs> I don't know, I get distracted by Survivor or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I was laughing when you mentioned automatic because I, uh, I hacked my Nissan Leaf and I put a, um, an, uh, do you know OVMS? The, I believe it's called, it stands mm. for Open Vehicle Monitoring System. So it's, oh, okay. it's a very similar thing. I think it's a Raspberry Pi. Um, it basically enables me to control my Nissan Leaf remotely because that model of Nissan Leaf wasn't sold directly in New Zealand. So I could not actually benefit from the official Nissan, I don't know, network kind of um, mm-hmm. function. So I just hacked it. <laughs> so I... <laughs> I uh, hijacked the bus and I plugged in my OVMS and oh, wired wow. some stuff. And now I can go to my phone and I actually hacked it so I can tell Siri to set the temperature in the car and to tell me how nice. charged the car is and stuff like that. So it's uh, nice. I'll put a link That's for cool. OVMS in uh, in the show notes. That's if, cool. Yeah. It's an open hardware project, actually. Um, very cool. It's very, very neat. 
But you went shopping. So um, instead oh, of building stuff, yeah. you can also buy stuff off the shelf. What have you bought, Todd? <laughs> I don't know. I, we went shopping for some reason. And uh, I've bought a bunch of things in the past day. And uh, oh, I left. I forgot something on the list here. But uh, we bought uh, a playset for the kids. So that's cool. Because, uh, you know, we used to live in the city and there's a ton of parks. So we just would go to the park and the playset. But now, you know, we're all stuck at home, but also we're out in the country now. So there really aren't a lot of parks nearby. So we bought a playset for the kids. Um, so that'll be coming, I don't know, in a couple of weeks. And uh, I think it's a multi-day project to put together. It's a, it's a do-it-yourself, but like, it'll take me a day or two. Or three. So did you did you, did you shop online or did you have to go to like a yeah. showroom? No, well, we went online. Um, you know, we went to to Costco and Home Depot and the manufacturer site. I mean, there's like a million of these things. I had no idea. There's these playsets for your backyard. There's there are so many, and you're like, do you want a rock wall? Do you want the monkey bars? Do you want the slide? Do you want the swing? Do you want one level, two levels. Do you want, you know, hard top or soft top? It's like, it's a little overwhelming. You kind of just have to pick one at a certain point. But uh, but we got a playset for the kids, so they will have to be expensive kind of cool. shortly. Yeah, they're they're not cheap. Because mm. I saw in New Zealand they were not cheap either. But we've been saving, and we got some. Yeah, we got some money from uh, from family uh, for for the kids for that. So like. Nice uh, Christmas present money. So yeah, so um so I bought that and then uh it got nice last week and the grass started growing and I was mm-hmm. like, Man, I, I have to get a bigger lawnmower because it takes like over two hours to cut the grass with my, my push. So I bought a new lawn tractor uh online. A lawn tractor. Which, yeah. You know, like a riding a yes, riding lawnmower. Yeah. Um, you know, I had gone back and forth about like finding a used one and then everybody I talked to who buys a used one, like it's just problem after problem. And they're like, just buy a new one. You don't have to worry about it for five years. You're not fixing it all the time. So I bought a lawn tractor, um, which was strange because that would be, that would 100% be a thing that I would go to a, um, garden store or go to a big box store and buy one but because you can't go anywhere and i'm like i need a lawnmower soon uh so bought one online and uh it showed up less than 24 hours after i ordered it. wow yeah i could not believe um oh shoot what was the name of the i'm trying to think of the the place it's called the power barn so if anybody knows the power barn in jackson michigan that place was cool i ordered it online they called me and they're like oh yeah uh we'll be there tomorrow I was like, okay. And a, this nice old guy pulled up in my driveway. He didn't say more than five words. <laughs> it was so funny. He, he had it on a trailer, backed the thing off. He goes, well, pretty self-explanatory. There's the brake. There's the gas. There's the key. <laughs> Go. I was, like, I was like, okay, see you later. Did you yeah, do your social kind of distancing? Funny. We did. I think that's kind of why he didn't say much. And, and he didn't really give me a full rundown. But, uh, you know, you got the big user manual. So they actually give you a manual with, uh, with a lawn tractor. So I got to read through that thing. But, uh, but that was fun. So big lawn tractor. The kids love it. Uh, Henry, he's like, he wants to go for a ride all the time. And he was like, he's like, is daddy, daddy cutting the grass? I'm like, no, in the basement working. <laughs> <laughs> and it's snowing. Now it's snowing. It literally snowed all day yesterday. Like uh, it snowed. I could not. Oh, so did, did you have uh, to build like a, a shed or a, a storage? So place? that's next. Uh, I, I squeezed it into the garage for now, but uh, I need to get a shed because the garage is just packed with lawn tractor, car, tools. It's, yeah. So I need to get a shed now. So. Um, <laughs> gonna call me a boomer pretty soon <laughs> you are becoming home depot you like, i am i am oh uh, very yeah. cool oh nice. no that's fun stuff for the house and then uh i needed a new keyboard i bought a new keyboard um how else will you do your research for how to use your yeah, tractor? so i have had 
about two things for my entire career. I've been working for, I don't know, 12 or 14 years. And my entire career, I've had the same keyboard. I've had this Microsoft yep, yep. keyboard. I right? know it. Yep. And it has this wrist pad thing on the bottom, but lately it's gotten very, very sticky. Like the, yeah, the plastic the or ru- the rubber, the has- plastic rubber is now like glue. And no matter what I do, I can't clean it and make it unsticky. So I finally got sick of that and I bought a new keyboard, a razor keyboard, one of the gaming mm-hmm. clickety click keyboards. So, uh, I'm excited for that to come. Um, I'm also a little scared cause it's loud. I don't know. Keyboards, you know, I never used to really care. And then I'm starting to care a little bit more and I dove right into a, like the ultimate right gamer keyboard thing. So we'll see. It's the tool of your craft, mm-hmm. you know, like you spend your entire day typing. Like, I, I, I do. I custom design my keyboard. I'm not sure if we spoke about this on the show or not, but um, I have a feeling we have. Um, I had mine custom design. I went and I set my own typeface on every key and moved them and aligned them. And really, yeah, yeah, like uh, WASDkeyboards.com. Wow. It's really, really good. Um, and the thing is, I, I, it's a joy every time I use it. You know, like every time I have to type on it, I'm oh, like, I'm, I'm glad just to do it. So. You know what? Yeah. I will not feel guilty about being happy to to interact with the things that basically pay the bills. Right. You know, it's just... Right. Well, and that's the thing, right? Something that you use every day, even if it's expensive, you use it every single day, you know, it becomes cheap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last thing, almost last thing. But wait, there's more. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, we bought a new printer. Uh, because our old inkjet. So it's funny, this inkjet, this Canon inkjet was free when I bought a Mac. Hmm. Bought a MacBook Air. A long time ago, they used to give you a printer. It was like back to school stuff. Before they gave you Beats, like before Beats was even a thing, they used to like bundle a printer with your MacBook or your MacBook Air. Uh, so we've been using the super old Canon Pixma something or other uh, printer and it's just super slow. There's no Wi-Fi. I always have to plug it in and unplug stuff and it's like a pain in the butt. So we finally bought a, a laser printer, color laser printer an HP. So, oh my God. That'll be coming. Yeah. So did you buy did, the same one from Wirecutter? Uh, no, no, uh, I did okay. not do a research. Um, I bought like right before lockdown. This is, this is madness. Um, I, I buy a lot of things on the wire cutter. <laughs> I just took a picture of the model because I don't know exactly what I bought. I bought a color LaserJet Pro MFP M two eight one FDW. So it's an Ooh. HP laser color printer thing, and it's basically saved our bacon this really? lockdown. You because, like it? Oh my god, okay. Mara has been. She comes yeah. to my. She, she comes Kids, to me and she right? says, this "Daddy, can I have a?" cat line drawing can i have a unicorn line drawing can i have and she she did this project for school and she basically colored or i don't know (laughs) how else to describe it um maybe 20 or more than 20 animals in different styles like with patterns with um um, all kinds of optical illusion type things. And she's just had a lot of fun and it keeps her busy. And, uh, it's basically taken up from her TV time. Like the mm. TV would be on and instead yeah. she's just coloring. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm very happy about this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been really, really great. Um, so no, I, I'm very happy with this HP printer because it has air print. Oh. So I, yep. I can print stuff from my iPhone or from my iPad if I need to. There was, it was literally zero setup for my Mac. Like I just, yeah. it was on the same network and yep, there we go. It just yep. became available. <laughs> like it's remarkably gotten much, much, much better printers. Yeah. I mean, that used to be terrible, right? Yeah. But and I did not install any of their hardware. Yeah. Like I did yeah. not touch their hardware. Like they have, <laughs> oh, you get this thing free and that I, I'm not interested. Thank you very much, HP. Like I just need to print yeah. and scan and I'm done. Um, I think I scanned like one thing so far and nothing else. Yeah. But oh, it's yeah. got a scanner? Yeah, it has like a scanner thing as uh, well. 
we didn't get the multifunction. We got just the just the printer because we don't scan very often. We we have the old scanner that I could break out if I really need to. It's remarkably but, compact, though. It's not that large. Hmm. Uh, I'll put a link in the show about, us. Yeah. Um, it's basically hmm. the footprint is it's smaller than the um, cabinet by my desk, so it okay. actually sits on the cabinet. It's not that bad. Hmm. Cool. But, yeah, printer. I mean, I never thought kids needed so many things printed. Oh all yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the time. And we printed lined paper yesterday. I printed lined paper. Yeah, because I print- we didn't have any lined paper. And I print these score sheets. <laughs> you know, like I print these score sheets, it's, and Mara yeah. just can write her own music. It's just like, why not? It's. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, I know. And I think why it'll not. last forever, right? Uh, uh, we'll see. It's not cheap though. Yeah. Like you look at how much those refills cost for a laser printer. Ooh. Well, that's where you have to decide: Do I just buy a new printer, or do I buy a new toner? Because <laughs> on this one, the toner is more than the printer. <laughs> yep. yep, it makes a lot of sense. Like that's how they make their money, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I thought yeah. we would Hopefully have run out by now. Through- because we printed so much, I thought we would have run out of toner by now, but we haven't. So I'm like, hmm, okay, that's yeah. that's promising. I think laser printers are more economic than. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they say. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. But so you didn't buy uh, you didn't buy um, Apple's new iPhone then, did you? No, no, I didn't even know that it existed until partway through the day. Yeah, like it it got announced, and normally I would know these things. I just, mm-hmm. it, I guess I am in. I'm connected to their news stream, and yeah. I just oh, mi- yeah. until lunchtime I completely missed out the announcement. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a new a new iPhone, and boy, Isn't is it, it a cheap. weird time to announce new things? Um. I imagine it was too late for their uh, for their um, logistics and for their production. It's probably I imagine I imagine this would have been in in the works for months. Yeah, it was just like yeah. And if you look at the price point, I have not heard of a a three hundred ninety nine US dollar iPhone before. Like maybe old models and old generations, but three ninety nine like off contract or whatever you want to call it. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Like it's it's affordable um, for mm-hmm. well for an get into that more of the market. You know, I still like once in a while in my mobile development. For some reason, I stumble across like worldwide numbers. Right? Either I don't know. I'm sorry, but it's still staggering the number of either Android devices mm-hmm. for the mobile world. Right? The comparison. Or the number of Windows devices for the desktop world. You're oh, like, for sure. You forget about it. Like I use a Mac all day long, and you know now I do this Flutter development, so I do a lot more iOS things. But you just forget that you know. I'm sure many of our listeners in the other 74 countries, they're like, they're like, yeah, Windows, right? Or yeah, Android. It's it's staggering how much of a market share Microsoft has and Google has. It's just staggering and and not even, and then I don't even know the the, in the Chinese market, right? Huawei. Mm. And there's a couple others that are like, Huawei, there's Oppo, there's Xiaomi, there's, yeah. Yeah, Like, I don't even know about those and they are massive. Yeah. They're huge. I like, I don't know. Samsung pretty much pulled out of China. There's like, they're they're done. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting though, is you look at the distribution or the footprint of the platforms and then you look at the profit share. And mm-hmm. it's a completely different picture. Like yeah, Android dominates the world, right? Has more than 80%, I think, worldwide. In the States, it has around 60% of the market. Mm-hmm. In New Zealand, it doesn't. In New Zealand, iOS dominates. Like uh, last I checked, it was over 60% iOS versus mm. Android. So it's, a, I think, in developed yeah. countries, um, iOS tends to have a larger yeah. market share. Unlo- well, actually, that's not true for Europe. In Europe, um, Apple doesn't fare so well. Um, but then when you look at the profit share, Apple has the 60-70% yeah. the share. other way around. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's fascinating. I guess it, it speaks about a person that can afford to buy a historically expensive device. But when you're talking about mm-hmm. 399 iPhones... I don't know that these people are, who buy these iPhones are going to go and spend ten bucks on applications left, right, and center. I, right. I so it'll be curious to see. Um, 
what this does to mm-hmm. um, to things. But my my guess is that Apple is going to push the price of hardware down, and it's not something they've done in the past because they want more people for their services business. Yeah. So it looks like yeah, it's three ninety nine, but then they sell you Apple Music and they sell you Apple TV oh, Plus yeah. and they tell, sell you iCloud. Well, and really, like phones are becoming like they last so much longer mm. than they used to. So you need to start shifting some of your revenue yeah. to other mechanisms because people don't upgrade every year for two years, right? Like I've actually I've had this Pixel two. Two years, like it's completely fine. You know, like you just don't need to update anymore. I'll, I'll take your Pixel Two and raise your Pixel One. I'm holding right here, right. <laughs> and it's still really not that bad. It does pretty much everything you need it to do. Like I, maybe I the camera's not Pixel almost every as day. good, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So they're not making money every year or two on on new hardware cycles. Um, so no, but they will lock you in yeah. with stuff stuff like iMessage and stuff like services, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Yeah. Imagine you're watching TV series that are exclusive to Apple TV Plus. Let's say, I don't know, the morning show or whatever, um, for all mankind. Um, then if you want to keep watching those services, you must pay. Uh, sorry, mu- uh, you want to keep watching those shows, you must pay for that subscription. And um, I'm pretty sure you need an Apple TV app of sorts. So you either need to have an approved TV or an iOS device or a Mac or an Apple TV. So um, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a good idea. It's a good business for Apple to um, to yeah. maybe move some of those margins from iPhones to services and, um, and um, yeah. I don't know, improve their content value proposition. Yes, yep. don't know. Yep. And the, um, the the design, it's just the iPhone eight to me. Like it looks very, yeah. it, it's fine. Like it looks, it's fine. Like, my goddaughter now has an iPhone seven, um, a yeah. hand me down from me, and um, she's absolutely loving it. Like when when I gave it to her, she uh, she didn't seem to be um, put off by the fact that it was a couple of years old. You know, it, they yeah. they have very nice design for those iPhones. Um, yeah. I mean, Do you like the button, the home button, the Touch ID button over uh, the base, or do you like both? Um, so I have an iPhone 11 Pro, and that, that doesn't have a button at all. Right. Um, and um, I miss... I miss the button sometimes. Like, for example, if I have a face mask on, uh, my face yeah. ID struggles. <laughs> so I had right. to I had to retrain my face ID and use this gimmick where, you know, you scan half of your face and then move the mask on the other half and scan again. And, and now my iPhone oh. can unlock with a face mask on. There's a plenty yeah. of tutorials on YouTube, I'm sure. Um, but there's times when I prefer to just use um, a, a fingerprint. Um, yeah. I I don't know that I would want a button for that. And I've looked and used other mobile phones that have the under the screen kind of touch ID sensor. Yeah. They did not uh, impress me. I, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't sold. As soon as you have a bit of moisture on your finger or something, it's just game over. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm mostly satisfied with Face ID and hmm. I do miss... I do miss other things. Um, so this iPhone, the new SE, <laughs> we should talk about naming strategies. <laughs> yeah. um, the 2020 iPhone SE is basically um, marking the end of 3D touch. So it's um, from this point onwards, I've, Apple no longer sells any iPhones with 3D touch. And that is a feature I really loved. Like I really loved really? using 3D touch because of my interactions with the keyboard. So not so much for pick and pop for previews and whatever, but for fast and accurate control of the, over the keyboard. So I could force touch or 3d touch the keyboard and move the yeah. cursor wherever I want, wherever I wanted in like with incredible speed. Like, I absolutely mm-hmm. love that feature. And um, the replacement that Apple has provided so far is not as efficient. It's far from being as, um, satisfying and this quick um as compared to the 3d touch so i uh i miss 3d touch but i don't think i don't think there's many other people who miss it it's probably yeah. myself and 
um one or two other people that i know <laughs> that's the like the long touch right on android yeah long press uh, yeah. yeah so you have the, the long, long press you have yeah. the long press and that's what apple Which, kind of replaced it with didn't google come out with something where they're like simulating yeah it's called the, haptic touch the 3d yeah, yeah so based ha- on how much of your finger they're like they're scanning to see because if, if you press pressure. harder right there's not actual uh there is an actual measurement of how hard you're pressing but you're pressing harder so there's more of your finger that's squished under yeah, the so with the 3d touch you could control yeah. the pressure so um right it was actual uh, pressure right? yeah so one of the features that they had on yeah. the uh, lock screen screensavers um or wallpapers lock screen wallpapers you could use 3d touch to animate in and out a certain uh, wallpaper mm-hmm. So you could control like frame by frame if that's what you wanted. So yeah. it became like a fidget toy type thing. It's a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, it's neat. It just seems kind of like a, like a feature that's, I don't know, you can, you can take it or leave it. Right? I think a lot of people probably didn't even know that it was there. Yeah, most people probably wouldn't. The same way on, on Apple Watches. I don't know how many people discovered the uh, force touches it's called. So um, yeah. I do see how you sacrifice some um, um, hardware feature like 3D Touch and in exchange for that space or that volume, you, you, mm-hmm. can, you can put in more battery. Yeah. So, um, right, because that's the thing that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that everyone notices. Battery. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like the button. You know, I like having the button on my iPad. I like having the um, fingerprint sensor on the back of my Pixel. I like it. I don't have I don't buttons on any of my devices. It feels my iPad like Pro doesn't home. have a button. <laughs> no, no. I, I uh, for some reason I like it. Yep, I uh, it's that physical interaction. Like you're actually making a physical thing happen, right? I for for sure. Like for my What's kids and for my parents, I would probably not recommend a device without a button. It gives them a lot of safety. To know that they can yeah. push that thing and stuff will just happen. Um, and it will be very predictable. It always happens the same way. Um, but um, like for, for myself, because I'm comfortable with um, the mobile operating systems at a level maybe a bit higher still than mm-hmm. my kids and my parents for sure. I prefer more real estate when I hold those devices in my hand. Like I want oh. an edge to edge screen. And I get that now on both my iPhone and my iPad Pro. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very happy not to have a home button. Hmm. There's, there are interactions that are really weird, like, say, uh, uh, hardware resetting a, f- a phone. There's, you, can't, <laughs> you can't actually uh, do a hardware reset with a single button. Like my iPad Pro only has one button, the lock screen. Oh. My iPhone only has the lock screen button. Yeah. So you have to go through this dance of like yeah. volume down, volume up, power button, stuff right. like that. It's just, this weird key combo. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, yeah, it's mad. But, you know, our kids will soon have phones and they will start oh. messaging you one day. <laughs> mm, they will. Or they have. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. So we set her up. We set up Olivia, my oldest. How old uh, is she? I set her up. Uh, seven? She is now seven. Yes. So, um, oh, I don't know, maybe it was a week or two weeks ago, uh, I was messing around with the Messenger Kids, the Facebook Messenger Kids version. And uh, it was pretty pretty easy to get going. Like, there's no account. It was just her name and birthday attached to my account and Jessica's account. So you set up, like, who are the, um, the parents, you know, of the account. And then it goes through all of your friends to find their kids. So it's pretty neat because it's like, oh, here's uh, Johnny, you know, because you know these other parents. So you can, uh, you know, you control their contact list. You can um, see all of the, it's weird in the, the moderation, like the parent app, you can see all of the photos and you can see who they're talking to, but you can't see the content. So they, they show you the pictures that are going back and forth, but they're like, oh, if you want to view the content, like you have to just go look at the app on your, your kid's device, which is, is, um, is fine, but it's also weird because you're like, well, you're showing me the pictures, 
here. Just show me the text also. Like what's the big, what's the difference, you know, you're showing me part of it, but, um, but yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird. I was sitting, you know, yesterday afternoon working and she like texted me on messenger <laughs> and I was, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, working, what are you doing? <laughs> it was very strange to have that basically that first, uh, text interaction with my daughter. And then, yeah, it took her like a week to get into it. But then yesterday, man, she was just, she was all over it. She was talking to uh, my in-laws and she was talking to my mom. And then she finally found some, some of her friends on there. And then they're doing that and doing video call. And it was like this whole world opened up for her. So now she wants to do it all the time. So it's kind of cool. Um, I like the, uh, the parental control, the, um, the ease, I guess. So it feels like a, a safe introduction to some of that. So, yeah. So why is Messenger Kids free, Todd? Uh, well, I mean, have you used it? it it's basically Messenger. I saw, I've, like, I've seen they it. They didn't do a whole yeah. lot. Like it, the, the, the look is, you know, kid-ish. It's more cartoonish. But like the feel and the integration into the grown-up messenger um so it wasn't a stretch for them to layer a kid's thing on top but yeah i mean no, why is everything free right of course I'm, they're, I'm being facetious they're probably scraping some data and looking at some things but just the the ease right to help to, to be able to find her friends like using that network right that that's like brilliant you know and that might be obvious but like the parents are all friends on Facebook. And if the parents set up the kids' accounts, then it's super easy to like hook the two together and to keep control over who they're talking to. So mm. I think that was uh, pretty nice. Instead of like, you know, ha- having some sort of account and then the kids have to find each other, I think that's difficult, especially when they're, they're first being introduced to it. But you see, if, if that was, if that was my six-year-old's kind of situation, she would have none of her classmates as friends on on Messenger Kids. I am not. not I'm not connected yeah. to any of the parents on Facebook. Yeah. I have a Facebook account that I hardly ever use. I'm not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a big um, Facebook person. Um, and maybe because of that, um, you know, like my my daughter would not have that uh, network. Yeah, which is oh, yeah, interesting. That would make it difficult. Yeah. And then it this reminds me of the Happy Meal kind of uh, situation at McDonald's. Yeah. Where a company produces a product that is attractive to children, and then those children become salespeople for the organization. You know, and they go like, "Hey." Yeah. Mom, dad, whatever, let's go to McDonald's. I want a happy meal, which <laughs> yeah. like happens to us already. Like, you know, it's enough to go to one birthday party with happy meals to actually be in that situation because, you know, they want the toy or they want the whatever. Um, same with messenger kids. Like if all the kids in the class are using messenger kids to talk to one another and a parent was resisting joining Facebook as a, yeah. uh, you know, user they've run out of uh, options. They will be pretty much forced to join just to be able to enable their kid to speak to their friends. And that's a scary thought. Hmm. Um, (laughs) Just, just putting it out there. (laughs) But then again, I'm also the person that has, there's also a generational aspect, like a, a generational thing where at least my generation, like, I mean, everybody, right. Everybody has an account. Like it, it's a, I don't know. It's a very, if you don't, it's kind of strange uh, that you don't have it. Yeah. Or that you don't use it. I have an account that I hardly ever use and I miss out birthday invitations and party events and yeah. all kinds of things. And people are, well, I sent you a Facebook invite and I'm like, I'm sorry. That's not the yeah. same as giving me a call or even a yeah. text message. I, you cannot just assume right. that because you send me a Facebook post or message or yeah. whatever it's called, I have seen it because I don't. Like I was invited yeah. to this tag to a wedding in March 
And I did not know I was invited to go to the stack though. And then like a week before people were like, so uh, are you coming? And I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, the it's stack- just, man, it's so convenient, right? I mean, that's the, the Kool-Aid, I guess. It is yeah. just so easy and convenient. And sometimes there's, I mean, there's the trade-off, right? Like you're going to, you trade a little bit of, I don't know, privacy or, or something you trade, but like the ease of use and it being ubiquitous and it's the same everywhere, you know, messenger, like we, that's what we use to like talk to my, uh, yeah. my family. And it's just, it's exactly the same everywhere I use it. And it's, uh, it's easy it's very for compelling. my mom and my dad. Yeah. And I don't know, it's hard to, to compete sometimes. Get them on signal, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, jobs I, mean, I fully yeah. understand. Like this is this yeah. is. But then again, like what's fascinating to me is that more and more people I know have actually quit Facebook. Um, it used to be like one outlier or two, but mm-hmm. now there's lots and lots. Yeah, especially after some of the privacy debacles that they've had. There was a whole quit Facebook movement. I'm not sure if you remember. Quite a few people have actually, uh, at least in my circles or in my eco chamber, um, they've um, they've actually quit Facebook. And all I did was um, I deleted the app from my phone, and I have no more notifications from them. They were absolutely yeah. spammy, absolutely unbearable, and I felt like I had mm-hmm. no control over them. Like people you might know, or things you may like, oh, or like just really? just get out of my face at the <laughs> wrong time. Just just absolutely annoying yeah. and obnoxious. So I just, nah, nah, that's it. Plus the, um, I was looking at what apps use battery and connection and data and I'd go roaming, you know, like I travel quite a bit and I'm like, yeah, I have to remember to go and turn off data usage for these applications. And like, no, like I'm not, I'm just not going to do this whole dance. Like this app is not my phone. If I need Facebook, I'm going to mm. use it in a browser and that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, the reason why I haven't quit Facebook, which is um, <laughs> embarrassing, maybe, is I use their groups. Like, there are certain interest groups yeah. that I'm a member oh, yeah. of. Like, there's a group of people who tinker with their electric EVs, with their electric cars. Yeah. I'm a member with those. And I don't, I just don't have a choice. Like, if I want yep. that stuff, I have to engage with the group. And I've, yeah. um, I've limited my posting like quite aggressively, not because I, um, I'm not fanatic against them or anything like that. It's just that I, uh, I know that if I post something on Facebook, um, I won't come back to see if anyone replied. It feels a bit disingenuous. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go like, Hey, what's the answer to this problem? And then (laughs) I just never come back to see what people have said. So I'm, I'm just not there. Um, yeah, but then again, I shouldn't be uh, I shouldn't be a hypocrite because my uh, my kids or Mara she uses Snapchat, so we've mm-hmm. which is Facebook. <laughs> well, no, wait, no, no, Snapchat is not owned by uh, no Facebook Messenger copies Snapchat aggressively with their stuff. Oh, that's but right. Snapchat no, no. is was, its uh, own thing. I was thinking of a different acquisition. WhatsApp. I was thinking of WhatsApp. Sorry, yeah. So Snapchat yeah. is is. Uh, I don't know that it's any better or worse. It's also ad supported and mm-hmm. same as Facebook. And it's a very confusing interface. Uh, less so nowadays. <laughs> it so, is to me. Less so nowadays. Wait, how do you use this damn thing? Oh, they've added <laughs> buttons. It's incredible. Um, but like she sends messages and puts filters and stuff with her half sisters. And um, so that's why we had to start those conversations around um online safety and um, mm-hmm. um, what a nickname or a pseudonym is. And um, in New Zealand, at least, even our school sent a, a message recently around um, what to do when kids go online and how to set up like a DNS. Uh, it's called switchonsafety.co.nz. It basically prevents most dodgy websites out there. So it's oh. kind of like a, like a, internet or a content filter yeah so, what's the one uh open is it open dns yeah open dns other, has one too yeah yeah they filter yep yeah so uh, our there's a bunch of um organizations in new zealand that work with the government to uh produce maintain hmm. and advise parents when it comes to um 
um, internet safety. And like, I haven't set up that DNS server for my daughter because she uses yeah. her iPad exclusively from home. And I have rules set up at my, <laughs> at <Yeah>. like <laughs> my own uh, DNS uh, that I run here at home. So um, it's, it's for now it's fine, but um, she does not use her actual name online. She doesn't declare her birthday. So I'm not teaching her how to lie. I'm just teaching her yeah. about her internet persona. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a bit, it's a bit different, I suppose. But yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, this has been uh, quite the, um, quite the journey. I feel like we might be uh, getting a bit long, so maybe we should um, save some more conversation topics until next time, eh? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I was looking at the timer. It is getting a little long. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think people are going to wake up pretty soon. Yeah. And yeah. I need to go to bed very soon, too. Actually, no, it's mm. all right. I can still watch some uh, late show on TV, maybe. Well, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Or play some Animal Crossing, um, build some more, yeah. uh, build some more um, um, utilities for my uh, island. Cool. Um, well, if people want to keep in touch with us, they can follow us on Twitter at Keep In Touch FM. And if um, if they want to follow you, they can follow you on Twitter at Todd the Land. Yep. And uh, if people want to follow you, they can do Twitter at Nick T M R O. So until next time. Keep in touch.